Welcome to Cast and Wax. My name is Jordan D. White, and I am your host for this episode of Cast and Wax, and for most of the episodes. Um, not all of them, I guess, but most of them. First off, let me apologize. It has been three weeks since our most recent episode of Cast and Wax. I know that's a little crazy, but I do I do sincerely apologize. Um, two weeks ago, you see, I was in Binghamton, New York, with a few uh, of our other co-hosts for the Halloween holiday, doing Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, performances, as I am, am wont to do. I had a great time there, and that was awesome. So everybody who's listening from Binghamton, you're cool. But then last week, I was supposed to come back and do a show. Yeah, I just was cleaning. I, I'm sorry. You know, my house was dirty, and it needed cleaning, and it just it needed to be clean. So I spent the weekend cleaning and I didn't even clean everything, but I clean a lot and the house is a bazillion times better to live in now. So that's why we didn't have a show last week. So I apologize for that. And well, you should, because frankly, you disappointed not only the listeners, but also, you know, your fellow co-hosts. Well, thank you very much, Frank, but I, it needed to be done and I'm the actual host of the podcast and I own the podcast and, you know, you can have your own podcast where you update as much as you like, but... If you're on mine, you're at my whim. And it is just a whim. Uh, so, ridiculous. Well, let me let me introduce you before you start criticizing me too much. Well, I can criticize without being introduced. Clearly, but I would rather. Uh, let me let me let me, let me just. Uh, this is Frank Allen. He's um, one of my co-hosts. What, Frank, what have you been doing for the last couple of weeks? Then? Uh, it's, it's very interesting that you asked. La- uh, two weeks ago, when you were in Binghamton, I also went to Binghamton. We, a bunch of us went up together. Uh, which is a good thing to do. And I uh, got the opportunity to work on a show. Oh, really? What did you work on? Well, I, I got an opportunity to do a new a new pilot episode of Car Debate because the last one didn't work out that well. Well, yeah, I mean, you, didn't you get like a... Did you get a ticket? Did you get arrested? Well, I, that's not important, but I... We did a new one and I solved all the problems and, and then we're going to be able to play it on the podcast so that's going to be new and exciting. Well, I can't play it tonight. I mean, you've got a debatatorium on this week's episode and then scapey stories. I know, I know, I know. So I will just, at some point soon, we'll play it. Probably next episode when I have a, a show. Well, no, next episode is another, you have a, I think, Tractor Fiction and it's another scapey story. So it's going to be... Well, okay, fine, then I'll wait. But the point is, it's going to be on the show and it's going to be very exciting. All right, well, that, no, that is cool. How did you, so you, you, you didn't get it pulled over this time? No, no, I, no, didn't, thank you. But, uh, well, I got, what I did was I had somebody else drive for me, so I figured that would solve it. And it did? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Uh, what did you do since then? Well, last weekend I sat around waiting to do the show and never doing the show. Well, that was a lousy waste of a weekend then. Yeah. Well, no, you're, I mean, you can't blame me. Well, I can, and I do. <sighs> anyway, um, over here we have another of our co-hosts, Mr. Rory Singer. Well, hello there. Hello there. It's very nice to be here once again. It is unfortunate that we didn't have a show last week, but it's not a problem. Well, I'm glad somebody is level-headed and sensible about the whole thing. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, not in addition to you, of course. Well, right. Uh, yeah. I, too... Went up to Binghamton. It was, a, it was a lovely time. I saw my old assistants in the um, extra history field. They're all going on to their own extra historical projects, but we got back together for some for some laughs. You know, good times remembering the extra history that we all made together. The, your extra history assistants. What do you What do you mean? Were the ones who would help me create worlds. I'm sorry, discover. I, I, I discover. You said create worlds. I heard it. Well, it was a slip of the tongue, but I meant discover worlds uh, during uh, this day in history. Oh, right, right. All the uh, the actors. Well, no, they were research assistants. Right. 
Well, what, so what did you do with them? Oh, you know, this and that. You know, just, like I said, catch up on old times. And catch up on old, you mean reminisce about old times? Yeah, you can't catch up on. Well, if, when you're with extra historians, you know, of course you can. Because, you know, in addition to finding out what, what happened with them, I could find out what, you know, might have happened with them or what, you know, happened with them in other worlds. That yeah. wouldn't, I mean, it's not helpful. Why, I don't know why you would want to sit around talking about that with someone. But it's because it's part of, you know, we're practicing our craft, you know. Right, right. Well, that's fine. So, uh, we have one other host here, which is Mr. Scapeway, my cat. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Well, okay. So, what did you do um, for, for Halloween weekend? Uh, nothing. Sit around and be... Alone and bored and grumpy. Why didn't you dress up? I, you know, escape. I always said you could put a little, a little moon on your, on your forehead and you could dress up as Luna from Sailor Moon. Dad, first of all, Luna's a girl, okay? Second of all, I'm not gonna put a moon on my head. That's stupid. And I don't wear costumes. So, all of these things you suggested are terrible ideas. I only suggested one thing. It's terrible. <laughs> okay. So instead you sat around being angry. For Halloween, so... Yeah, how about that? What if I did that and then... Well, that's crappy. Yeah, I know. Well, are you blaming me too? You, why am I getting blamed for a lot of things that aren't really my doing? Oh, really? It's not your doing? It's not your doing that you went to Binghamton for Halloween? Well, no, I did that part. Okay, then that's why I was around. Well, your mom was here. Well, no, she wasn't. She went and hung out with a friend, so... I was alone. Boo was here. Who does it count? Why doesn't Boo count? Because Boo is another cat and my sister and Rain. Well, you shouldn't say that about her. Well, she shouldn't be that about me. What? She's lame about you? I think she's lame. You're a jerk. Well. 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 I think he's got you there. Uh, who's got, I've got him or he's got. Well, that's up to you. All right. Well, whatever. Look, the point is, let's, we should get into this. This is a, a, a very, you know, we're very happy to be back. We've got lots of stuff going on this episode. We've got, um, guard duty. We've got, uh, debatatorium. Big episode, lo- a long episode, but a fun episode. And then we've got another episode of Scapey Stories where he's continuing reanimator. So it's going to be all sorts of cool stuff. So let, we should really move right along. So that means, Rory, uh, speaking of reminiscing about old times and practicing your craft, we should get to, uh, to extra history now. Oh, yes, yes, I agree. for that introductory song. Yes, now is time for Extra History where you, the listener, can write in with a problem that you have and I will use my skills as an extra historian to explore that problem and hopefully make you feel a little better about it. I do believe we did get a letter this week, correct? Yes, that we did, that we did. Um, Frank, would you do the honors? <sighs> yeah. Fine. All right. Uh, dear the cast of Cast and Wax, hi guys. It's so nice to finally write. While I've always enjoyed your show and have told myself numerous times I'd send you a letter, I haven't felt the need to write until now. I wanted to do more than just send a note of appreciation. I wanted a problem serious enough to warrant bothering you all. And up until recently, most of my day-to-day issues have been too mundane and simple for someone of Rory's stature. Which I don't know what they mean by that, but okay. Just don't editorialize. Just read. Okay. Uh, well, gentlemen, the... This has changed, and let me tell you, this one is a doozy. I always knew my boyfriend was different. Now, 
I thought this was just because he was a Japanese exchange student and there was a culture barrier that I just needed to overcome. I mean, he was perfect. He never forgot my birthday. He was always willing to listen to me talk about my cat, and he had a lovely singing voice. It only made sense as things progressed that he'd want me to visit Japan with him and meet his mother. But then things changed. I realized he was a monster. Now, I don't mean that there was just something indicative of his personality that I had been ignoring because I was too smitten. My boyfriend really is a monster. My boyfriend is Godzilla. I don't know what to do. I thought I was going to take a flight to Japan. Now I know I'm expected not to go to Japan, but travel deep under the sea of Japan. I don't have gills. I don't even have a scuba license. I can hold my breath for maybe three minutes tops. And what about his mother? What if she doesn't like me? She's liable to eat me, or at least wreak havoc across the countryside. Has there ever been a successful human-monster relationship? I've spent countless hours writing my first name in front of his last name on notebooks. It would be a shame to have to throw those out. Can this work? Thanks so much, Mr. Pirate. Well, it's not, well, I'm, I'm sorry, did you say Mr. Pirate, it says. So, okay, I'm sorry. So in addition to the fact that this person is dating Godzilla, it's actually a gay love affair with Godzilla. Right. Well, uh, you know, I, we're not a show that is about judgment, so I'll just uh, get to the problem. Well, right, yeah, this is not what that's, you know, it's not extra judgment now. Well, but if it was. No, but it's not. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, fine, fine. Uh, let's continue. Uh, Mr. Pirate, uh, yes, uh, to answer a few of your questions, I, I, I don't really know, you know. Can it work? Well, only the future can tell, and as an extra historian, I'm sworn not to reveal the future. Has there ever been a successful human-monster relationship? That's that's an interesting question. I would say the monsters do all right, you know. Is Lily really human? Well, to to an extent, she seems. I, it's, it's hard to say. I don't really know. But to the to the meat of your matter, so to speak, that's a very serious problem that you have, and I can understand that. But it will please you to know that there is another world where your boyfriend is not Godzilla, but rather a traditional human exchange student from Japan. And in many ways, your relationship is very similar. He still remembers your birthday. He still cares about things you have to say, etc., etc. And he doesn't pressure you to go with him to Japan. And you find that odd at first, but instead he finds that he wants to go all around America and see important sites of America, and specifically to go to, to places where important people are and important events take place, like, you know, the capital of the nation and things like that. The strange part is that every time you go somewhere interesting like that, let's say to the United States Senate or the New York Stock Exchange. Someone very important ends up dying. And as you, you think to yourself, no, oh, that's very strange and what a weird coincidence that is. Eventually, you come to realize that your Japanese boyfriend is actually a clan of ninjas who are secretly trying to destroy and destabilize the United States government. When you confront them about it, of course, they say, but no, we do love you, you know? We, we do feel very strongly that, that you are the perfect man for us. And, and, you know, while, while gay marriage is not allowed in the United States and even more so polygamous gay marriage is not allowed in the United States, we, we do love you and want, want to be committed to you for the rest of time. We just also want to destabilize and destroy the way of life that you've been raised in. And, you know, you take a long time to think about this and consider it very carefully, and unfortunately you do find that you cannot be with someone or a large number of someone's who so disdain the way of life that, that, that you're used to. And so you, you, you tell them, no, you know, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And then a strange thing happens. About half of the clan decides that they care about you more than the mission. And so they decide that they will 
will turn their backs on their on their brothers and stay with you. While the other half, of course, is outraged, saying, you know, you can't do this, you know, this is completely unfair, you're, you're destroying my, my clan. Uh, unfortunately, this spawns a ninja war, and it leaves you unable to trust any part of your life. Anywhere you go, you know, all the people around you might be secretly ninjas trying to kill you, or the people that you love, meaning the ninjas that you're bo- dating as your boyfriend still. And you have to live in constant vigilance, you have to live completely paranoid all the time. People are jumping out from things, you know, out from garbage cans, trying to throw, throwing stars at you and stuff like that. And eventually it comes down to an epic battle, where both sides of the, the fight have been so destroyed that there's only one ninja on either side of the battle. And at the last second, the ninja who was on your side kills the other evil ninja who had turned his back on you. He's done it, you've won, you and he can be together forever. You run to him, you know, you embrace, he pulls off his ninja mask, and you, you see that actually it was one of, one of the sort of ugly ones, you know, so, but you, you can't bring yourself to break up with him just because he's, you know, kind of, kind of repugnant looking to be totally fair. Because now he's killed everyone he cared about. He's killed his entire, you know, clan just to be with you. So you sort of feel like, well, it's an obligation now. And you're stuck with an ugly ninja for the rest of your life. So, you know, I got to say, holding your breath, not as bad. Well, you didn't help with the problem at all. No, no, I don't. I'm not. I don't help with solving problems, you know. I just, I just help try to make the problem not seem as bad. Well, that's ridiculous. Look, look, uh, Mr. Pirate, it's probably best not to date a monster, you know. I don't know if there is any... Also, I, my understanding is that I think Godzilla is a girl, because didn't, didn't she lay eggs? Well, in, an Ameri- in the American one, for sure, Godzilla was a girl and laid eggs. So, you're probably being duped. This boyfriend of yours is probably a, a girl in disguise trying to trick you into a heterosexual relationship when that's not what you're into. I, this is misleading. Break up with this, this deceitful person, monster, whatever. Frank, what, what do you do? I mean, are you an advice giver now? Well, somebody's got to do it. No, it's not an advice show. Well, whatever. No, no, listen, just, there's another world where there's ninjas, and I think you, you know what to think. Extra history right now. All right, well, let's uh, let's get right into the episodes. Um, up first, we have Guard Duty, so hopefully everybody will enjoy that. Why did you say it like that? No, there's no reason, so we'll just move on. Here's Guard Duty. The Earth Guard, the planet's most powerful heroes united in the common goal of protecting the innocent people of planet Earth and defending them from threats of all kinds. From the Guard Tower, their base of operations, they watch over the citizens and spring into action at any sign of danger. To that end, the Guard takes shifts monitoring events all over the globe. Sooner or later, they all have to take a shift of Guard Duty. This week, Peas Blossom and Mr. Fahrenheit in Work It Out. This is ridiculous! What's taking so long? I can't imagine fixing this could be as simple as you make it sound, my friend. Tis likely Dr. Fast himself is still adjusting to the state we're all in. When one is used to moving at such speed, acceleration must be hard indeed. So? 
He still has his brain, and that's the part that needs to get us out of this mess. He said he could reverse what Suspiria did to us. I want to get back to my own body already. Do you complain to me about our plight? Am I not in a worse state than thee? Tis much like Dr. Fast's predicament, to start the morn with such a comely form, and find myself by evening's darkest hour with so base and abject a figure. Truly the woe betides and seetheth not! Yeah, that nonsense you spew isn't any easier to understand coming out of my mouth than it is from yours. Point is, I want out. Don't get me wrong, normally I'd be fine with being in the body of the hottest member of the guard, but I'd want a little privacy in order to explore the- uh, But sir, I've told thee once, and now again, to keep my hands to mine own self, Anon! Yeah, yeah. You don't see me struggling to keep you away from my lovely manly lumps. As if I'd ever deign to- All right. God, I hope my voice isn't that annoying when I'm me. Jesus. Let's just- let's just wait for Dr. Fast to call back. Fine. Hey, I just thought- if he can't find a way to fix this... Alack, the heavy day were that to be... No, but if he couldn't, I bet they would totally do that album with me now. I mean, even if we told them I wasn't really you... Of course you... No, but even if I did, they'd still totally do it because I'm a hot chick. Bands with hot chicks singing are way popular. Can you sing? You've got to be able to sing, right? With a voice as clear and dulcet as a summer morn. But Mr. Fahrenheit... You're running hot and cold and I'm running from the start. You're starting not too old and I'm gunning for your heart. Oh! This is going to be... Awesome! I've got to call Steve. He's going to flip his... Mr. Fahrenheit! Uh, what? I absolutely won't allow you to record your foolish album with my voice. I'm confident that shortly Dr. Fast will call to say he's got this sorted out. Until that point, I strongly recommend you shut your mouth before I singe it off! But it would be your mouth that you singed, so... I have knowledge of many healing bombs. What could you do if I burned off, say your... No! No, I'll be fine. I need that part. I'll behave. Withdraw your hand. Slowly. Relax. I'll not disfigure you for naught. You're right. Says the girl whose fault it is that we're stuck this way in the first place. What? I don't see how. Oh, come on. If you hadn't killed Suspiria, we could just lean on her ass until she swapped us back. We wouldn't be stuck waiting on Dr. Bumble. You cannot blame me for what came to pass. I'd just been torn from my embodiment and thrust into a foreign form. How could I know I'd need to focus on keeping your powers from setting all ablaze? Yeah, well, now you know. We can't all be little dancing nymphs floating Zephyr-like on the breeze. My powers take fine pinpointed control, or who knows what could happen. You could freeze dry an entire country if you're not careful. Man, you obviously never listened to any of my lyrics. The power in my finger could ignite the world! Only you can help me with the power of your loving girl! Please, Blossom, call it Dr. Fast. Come in! Hello? I'm sorry, Dr. Fast, to interrupt. Oh, he... No, silly, it's me, Bumblebee. I'm just here in Irving's lab, so I figured I would pick up the comm for him. He's a little... <laughs> upset. Well, tell him to chop-chop. We're not getting any younger here. Is that you, Elijah? Oh, my. <laughs> Imagine the fun we could have, me as Irving, you as Peas Blossom. Mmm, I can Perhaps just... you'd let us speak to Dr. Fast? Sure, if you want. Let me get him. Toodles. Irv, they want you. Yes, what is it? What's the delay, man? We've been waiting for, like, 30 minutes. You said it would take five. You expect me to perform complex calculations in this thing? I can barely multiply without taking seconds to tabulate. How did I ever work with this primitive wetware before? Why don't you just use a calculator? You're wasting my time. Goodbye. God! Why is everyone such a jerk to me? Inverse the golden rule and find they too do unto you as you unto them do. Couldn't you just speak Pig Latin or something? Because that I could probably translate. Would that I spoke your simple tongue's discourse, that better I could tell thee whether thou shouldst shove thy... Hey, why didn't it get broadband? Pardon? Broadband. 
you and me swapped brains, Bumblebee and Dr. Fast got flipped, Stallion got Binary Girl, Voodoo Lady got Argus. Why didn't she get broadband? Her magic works on him, right? I mean, she can zap him through the unit, right? I remember her doing that before. Dost thou just? No. Why? Dost thou not recollect the hound nearby? Didst thou not hear the barking from the lab? Nor from the unit when she did the deed? No. Why? Suffice it to say, perhaps excepting me, Broadband has it far worse than anyone. Wait, wait. Are you telling me he's a dog? Like, literally a dog? I am. Oh, man. I've got to write up a press release on this. I can see it now, scrolling across the bottoms of every news channel in America. Oldest guard member, total dog. This is going to be great. I would remind you yet again, my friend, that if respect from others is your ends, perhaps you should treat them as you would choose they treat you. Were they ever in your shoes? Forget it. This guy had his shot. He blew it. It is with great displeasure, (laughs) you're right, that I inform the press that the hero known as Broadband has tragically been turned into a filthy animal. Specifically, a dog. We only hope he does not spread fleas to the entire guard. Alas, by the time you speak the speech of them, he shall be back within his human frame. How else couldn't thou read off thy little jibe? Crap, you're right. All right, here's the plan. You'll have to give the press a conference pretending to be me. What? Never. Oh, come on. You owe me that much. In what way? Duh. All your fault, remember? And you won't even let me enjoy my new body? At least give me something. Is a little joy in another suffering too much to ask? Well, I don't know. You think they'd fall for it? If you can drop the pansy-ass accent long enough to pull it off, sure. Why wouldn't they? You're me. I give the speeches. What's to suspect? Perhaps for just a... Everyone, quickly. I may have a solution to our troubles, but I'm going to need additional DNA samples from each of you. I'll come by and collect one from... I'll... Hmm. You want me to get them, Doc? Yes, fine, thank you. And a blood sample will work fine, Bubblebee. Aw, party pooper. Hope you two aren't afraid of needles. You know me better than that, baby doll. Of course, I've stuck you with much bigger. What? Oh, <laughs> you're Elijah, right. Sorry about that. You're the paddle, she's What? The... Uh, gotta run. Thanks for the samples. We'll call. I, uh... Don't know what she was... T- Stallion and Dr. Fast. Come in, Dr. Fast. This is a guard tower. He's in his lab. Damn it, how does she handle having two of these things? I told you, Stallion, it's no problem. I can call thee. No, I can handle it, Argus. I'm the leader of the Earth Guard. I can operate a simple... Loser. Oh, dude. I just realized... That sucks. Your girlfriend is the stallion. We'd better swap back sooner. Oh, ew, no. It would be me and the stallion's bodies doing it. Please, worry not. Never would I go there. Men's bodies are as hideous to me as they apparently would seem to you. Well, good. Good. See, we agree on things. We get along. I like you. You like me. So this seeming to be my last few minutes and all, would you say just let me slip off to the bathroom and, uh... Sit! Stay! (laughs) Good dog. Ha ha. Jordan D. White with 
Michael D. Mikulski as the narrator, Angela Tymon as Mr. Fahrenheit, Elijah Weberhand as Peas Blossom, Daniel Schwartz as Bumblebee, Guinevere Eckert as Dr. Fast, Lynn Nelson as the Stallion, Devin White as the Argus, with theme song by Michael D. Mikulski. Welcome back. Hopefully you all enjoyed Guard Duty. Uh, there was a little bit of m- some music in there for you. Not as good as my music. Well, that's hard to say, although we did get your grading sheet, so we'll find out how your music is doing at the end of the show. Well, I bet you I did very well. We'll find out. I don't want to spoil it. Well, God, you should spoil it for me. No, that, that would be, that's the only person to spoil it for. Well, the, the listener. No, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Look, the point is no spoiling. All right, so next up we have... More extra history from you, Rory, right? Yes, absolutely. That it is. That it is. It is time for this day in history. Now, because we already took two weeks off and then now took a third, this is three days in history all at once. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Are are you going to wrap all of them up into one? Where are they now in history? Well, yes, they all take place in the same world, so it's really not that difficult to do. That's a pretty weird coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence. He's... It's it's all bull, and therefore he can make the bull about whatever he wants. He could say, well, they, oh, they were all in the same world, oh, but they're not. They, he It's made up, and he just makes more things up. No, 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 no. You don't understand how extra history works. Uh, listen, I've been spending far too much time with you and, you know, no offense, but Jordan and, and Scape, who are not extra historically inclined. Being back among my peers over the last two weeks was very good, and it, it definitely reinvigorated my extra historical views. Now, I must say, your criticisms of extra history just don't pan out, you know? We've talked about this before. Mathematically speaking, it is a sound argument because if there are an infinite number of universes, then any universe I can imagine must exist, must be part of that infinity. Yeah, we've talked about this before, and that's nonsense. It doesn't work. No, name a universe that doesn't exist. Well, look, I okay, the one you're about to tell us about. Which one? Which one? This one right here. Hello and welcome to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. My name is Rory Sinjin. On November 2nd, 1947, the Hughes Flying Boat, the largest aircraft ever built, is piloted by designer Howard Hughes on its first and only flight. Built with laminated birch and spruce, the massive wooden aircraft had a wingspan longer than a football field and was designed to carry more than 700 men into battle. Let's listen. All right, I've just engaged the autopilot. Tick, tick, tick. Wind up the key. Everything's set. I'll go back to my bedroom with Hollywood starlets and smoke cigarettes now. This is Howard Hughes signing off to America. Oh, that was a great national public radio broadcast. Now to bed and cigarettes. Hi, Mr. Hughes. Hi. (laughs) Oh, man, I shouldn't have made such a flammable plane. Thus ended the practice of building war aircraft out of wood. From then on, soldiers would go into battle armed only with the advice, don't smoke in bed. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Welcome to This Day in History. My name is Roy Sinjin. This is WHRW Binghamton. On November 9th, 1956, the French philosopher and author Jean-Paul Sartre, long an admirer of the Soviet Union, denounces both the USSR and its communist system following the brutal Soviet invasion of Hungary. I would love to leave this Soviet kitchen, but there is no exit. So I will just have to continue cooking with the materials they gave me five years ago. Sacre bleu, I cannot tell if he is French or not. My accent is so outrageous. They do not even know that this food area is encrusted with dirt and grime. Let me lick these crumbs off this cutting board. Oh, merci, Joseph Stalin, for this 
crudely encrusted frying pans full of grime from your five-year plan. If we were in a capitalist system, they would make us clean and sanitize this kitchen. Capitalist pig dogs, I hate you. I spit on you. I throw my fifth upon you. No, they would make more profit from clean pots and pans. But we proletarians know that the communal kitchen is the only way to exist. Fifth leads to happy babies. And it was, in fact, the cooking of the Sart brothers, John and Paul, that did put an end to the entire Russian country because they prepared it in such an unclean environment. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Welcome to This Day in History. My name is Roy Sinjin. This is WHRW Binghamton. On November 16, 1957, infamous killer Edward Gein murders his last victim, Bernice Woodland, of Plainfield, Wisconsin. His grave-robbing necrophilia and cannibalism gained national attention and provided the inspiration for both Norman Bates in Psycho and serial killer Buffalo Bill in The Silence of the Lambs. Get your human skid-made furniture here at Ed Guide's Blowout Human Skin-Made Furniture Emporium. Eddie, Eddie, uh, I want that human skin vest up near the ceiling. Can I just get it down with my cane? Yeah, yeah, watch out for that light, though. Crash. No, not so... Oh, wow. I guess I can make one more vest. <coughs> Eddie! Yeah, I'm I gonna go upstairs breathe. while you slowly asphyxiate, okay? <laughs> but Eddie, make me into <coughs> a pair of boots! <coughs> I think you'd look better as a Technicolor dream coat. And Gein's last victim was in fact killed by inhaling the carcinogenic fumes on the inside of a fluorescent light bulb, a little known fact. Um, and yes, Bernice Worden of Plainfield, Wisconsin was a man. Do you want to make something of that? This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. But your goose is not cooked yet. My name's Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And I'm here to reveal to you the secret history of the most dangerous decade in American times. It all began in 1947 when Howard Hughes crashed the spruce goose because he was smoking in its beautiful bedroom. This put an end to the wonderful idea of American wooden jets. And if he had figured out a way to make wood fireproof, America would have conquered the entire world with wooden jets within five years. But with the burning of the goose, that plan became ash. As a result, Russian spirits were bolstered, and they redoubled their efforts in the Cold War. Over the next nine years, they grew in power and force. And when they invaded Hungary in 1956, the famous philosophical chefs, the Sant brothers, did take up arms against them, thinking that they could use their rhetoric to become a kind of philosophical spruce goose against the Soviet Union. They went about filming their cable access cooking show and denouncing the ways of the Russian ideas. But the fact is that as fresh as their ideas were, their ingredients were not, and they did, as history has shown, destroy all of Russia with their cooking. You'd think that would have been the end of the Cold War, but it was not. Because before the Sarts had taken out Russia, the Soviet Union had planted sleeper agents all throughout the United States. Now, due to their poor understanding of American naming techniques, the head of that sleeper cell who was making all the final preparations had been given the unfortunate name Bernice Ward. Clearly a girl's name for a man. And the fact is that on the fateful day when he had decided that that evening he would give the signal for the Soviet sleeper soldiers to rise up and take back America in vengeance, November 16th, 1957, he was unfortunately killed by Ed Gein at Ed Gein's Skin Emporium. This put an end, once and for all, to the red menace that had menaced United States reddeningly. And that, of course, is how communism became a thing of the past. The remainder of the sleeper agents just remained in their American lives, never being activated as the communists that they actually were, until, of course, one of them was elected president some 40 years later. But that's another story. Now, it may seem that breathing the inside of a fluorescent bulb and preparing food in unclean conditions was helpful in this case, but only to the people who didn't die from it. And the fact is that had everyone known the advice of not smoking in bed in the first place,
place, we wouldn't have needed those other things to have happened. So, in fact, don't smoke in bed, don't inhale fluorescent bulbs, gas, and don't prepare food in unclean conditions. It's only right. My name's Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast in Wax. All right, now, that I, I get your little clever trick with editing so that that happened, but that's not the case. That universe does exist, and, you know, that's all there is to it. No, it doesn't. It does. The, I, the fact that I know what happens in it is proof that it exists. How does that make any sense? Because, again, if there's an infinite number, you don't understand math, do you? I understand math better than you do. No, 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 no. Look, infinity goes on forever, right? So with infinite combinations, every combination is possible, and that's a single combination. Yeah, well, there's a difference between possible and probable and definitely real. Gordon, this, you know, he, it seems as though he doesn't pay any attention to my arguments at all. Well, I mean, he's got a point. I, I don't think that the math plays out on your side, Rory. You see? You see? No, no, no. Look, I am a person who, as an extra historian... All right, listen. As an extra historian, I am able to catalog realities. I can tell the difference between this reality and the one right next to it. Well, what's the difference? Well, all right. I will give you one example. In that reality, it's sunny and nice out right now. But in our reality, a storm starts right now. Uh, what? How did you... Did, well, that, that, I mean, no, that's got to be a coincidence. He must have just seen it on the, the television that a storm would start. That second? They usually aren't that accurate. Well, no, I mean, well, he could have looked out the window. I mean, there's a window right there. Well, yeah, but how would he know that second? Because I'm an extra historian. Did you ever think of that? Well, I mean, obviously that's what you're trying to make us think is going on, but there's got to be a, a better explanation than that. You're just very frustrating, Frank. You know, I, I show you evidence, you know, I, I wasn't even really supposed to reveal that much because as a non-professional extra historian yourself, you shouldn't necessarily be privy to these things. No, but that's not, that's not, whatever. Look, you did some sort of trick where you, you knew there was going to be a storm, but I could say the difference between this reality and the next one is that uh, in this reality, I go like this. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, technically there is reality where you didn't do that. Right! So you understand. Good. I'm glad we're all on the same page. All right. You know, this is... Guys, we're getting into the same arguments we've gotten into a million times before. Let's move on. Uh, speaking of arguments, it's time for a debate, Frank. Oh, excellent. Uh, no, that's good. Good. Uh, now, this is debatatorium. Not as good as car debate's going to be very soon. Sure. But here... Yeah, this is debatatorium. Uh, we talk about wiretapping in this one, so hopefully everybody will dig that. I'm sure everybody will love it. Hello and welcome once again to Debatatorium 2007. My name is Frank Allen and this is WHRW Binghamton. Uh, this is a show in which we debate important issues of the day, what we like to call hot button issues, and uh, we like to solve them once and for all. That way there's no debate about them ever again. Makes sense to me. Hopefully it does to you as well. Uh, we're in the third round now of debate, which means uh, we're down to, well, three winners and then one wild card will be brought up. First, we have two of our previous victors tonight. Um, well, okay. Uh, again, three, I suppose, because... Um, debater number, debaters number one, please introduce yourselves. Um, well, last I checked, I thought I was Rosencrantz. You're sure you're Rosencrantz this time, Guildenstern? No, I, no. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. One yes. Of, you yes. are collectively Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Have you found out which one we are? Or which it's one not I my, am? It's not my job. Which one of you goes home to Rosencrantz's house? We, we, we actually live in the same quarters in, in yeah. Royal Castle. Well, which one sleeps in Rosencrantz's bed? We don't 
have. No, we we just have two beds. We sleep in whichever one we sleep in. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. But moving on, we do have debater number two here as well, President Byron Samuels. Byron Samuels, United the- Amalgamated Offense Defense Association, dedicated to the defending against what is offending against our rights, our Hold sensibilities, and all. Oh, is this a different organization? There was a lot of politicking involved in this. Oh. Yes, it's a different organization. The previous one disbanded as a result of a lack of cohesion. Oh, that makes sense. All right. Basically, well, it fell apart. No, that's what I figured. All right. Well, I uh, am going to bring up the issue now. The issue, of course, is uh, the question is the ethicality of uh, government wiretapping of its own citizens. Uh, kind of a hot button issue, a little bit less than it used to be, but we're still dealing with it. And this way, it'll never come up again because we'll have it dealt with. And as everybody already knows, um, uh, Mr. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern already believe that this is a good thing, that government should uh, tap the wires of its citizens, or be allowed to, while Mr. President Byron Samuels, president of the league, not of the country, I should say, uh, believes that it's wrong. Now, Well, I, that's not strictly accurate. We are uh, working to form ourselves into a country offshore on an island. Well, that's it, but not the United States. Well, we, we might use the same title. Well, that's not, well, okay, I don't advise it. But tell us why wiretapping is, wiretapping your own citizens is wrong. Well, quite clearly, if I'm, this is, I'm, I'm thinking you're talking about telephone wires. If I'm yeah. making a telephone call, here's what I do. I first dial a number who I want to speak with. Yep. Now, I'm not dialing the number of the government. If every wire goes to the government, obviously that is an offense against my dialer's rights as somebody who put in the correct numbers. Now, let's say I get through. All right. I'm on the line. I'm chatting or I'm speaking in a friendly, colloquial manner with my friend and we're having some idiom conversations. Now, what happens? I hear something on the line. Can't quite hear what my friend's saying. Sounds like... That's what you your friend that is saying? Is? That's what your friend is saying? Or? No. Oh. No, that's not what my friend is saying. Listen up, Mr. Allen. I'm sorry. I'm trying to speak to you. Go ahead. If you're so ignoramus that you can't understand a simple elocution, then I don't know what I'm going to do. All right. I'm sorry. I thought I was paying attention no, the no, whole time. No, no. I'm Mr. Allen. I'm Mr. Allen. I thought I was Frank Allen. No, I'm Frank Allen. You're <laughs> Rosencrantz or Guildenstern. But, right, but, but I like debates. I mean, hold on, I hold don't on. like It's a different... <laughs> but you're not me. <laughs> no, no, hold on. Singing. Which of you is which and who am I talking to? No, I think... I think... He's I got know. it right. I, I think know. he's Frank Allen. No, Hold on. No, no, he is. All right. Even if you be. are Frank Allen. You, you yeah. know, you, we, we woke up together in the house. No, that's not. Yes, we did. Even if you're right, which could, you're not. Could we What's have your some first memory? I, I would like, like to get back to the. He was saying. <laughs> no, no, that's your first memory? No, that's what he was just saying now. Continue, please. President. Right. Well, if I hear that on the line, <laughs> I can't hear my friend. Guilty? And what's the result of that? What's the causation for that causality? Well, let me tell you. Somebody's been tapping in the wire. If somebody taps the wire, the connections go all haymarket. And I'll tell you one thing. I don't want the government creeping around outside my house just so they can tap the phone lines. What if I have mown my lawn recently? I don't want to have FBI men trampling all over it just so they can hear what I'm saying. But Why how- don't they knock on my door and say, what did you just see to my friend? And then I'll tell them. It's not an easy, difficult operation here. I am an upstanding citizen who's open and fair with my own governance. But how else are you going to check if the wires are taught? This is an important thing in phone communication. You, you don't can't need check to if it's not wires. taught. You have to tap the wire in order to make sure the wire is taught and connected on both sides. And when you talk about listening 
to, you know, to phone conversations, you have to understand the government is providing a helpful service here. If you ever mistake or, you know, you ever slip your mind where you were just were, you can always say, excuse me, Mr. NSA agent, do you know where we just were? But I and listen a voice to my own conversations. I, think I listen Gil- to myself. Excuse me. I think Gildenstern wants to say something. No, I'm yeah, Frank yeah. Allen. I'm Frank Allen. Gildy, stop. I'm, I'm not Frank Allen. I don't think you understand. Look. No, no, look, Gildy. I have a funny. letter that You're- says I'm Frank Allen. Do you have the letter? I do. Let me see it. I thought you had it. I have it? No. <laughs> I thought you had it. I No, hold on. You're Gildenstern. Could we, could and we I'm get Rosencrantz. Back to- Excuse yes, me. it makes sense. Could we get back to the issue at hand, please? Yes, please. Okay. I am Frank Allen. That's the no, issue. No, no, Gildy, Gildy, give me your give me your word. No, it's your it's your debate now. No, but it's your debate too. I can't debate. <laughs> you the, and I are on the right, same I think side. We have trying a, to debate. I think we have an expert who wants to say something about Frank. This. Do we have an expert? I I'm Frank. No, you're not Frank. Stop it. We're, we're trying to be nice to Frank. Frank. <laughs> yeah, come on. I'm obviously Frank Allen. Here. You don't I mean, even sound like who, Frank Allen. Who hates How do you Rory Sinjin more? Me. I do. No, I. All right. Who's the expert? Yeah. I'm sorry. Who's this? Yeah. James, get off the phone. Hi, um, this is Lars, uh, alongside Kirk, uh, James, who you've just heard, and Robert. We are Metallica. Oh, the rock group. Yes, yes, excellent. We are. Yeah, James, I'm on the phone. It's good to hear from you. Uh, th- thank you very much. It's good to be here. Metallica, can I, can can I we, get on the phone too? Later, Kirk. Can Can you clear something up? Yeah, sure. Is uh, this not yeah, Frank, James? Is this not Frank Allen right here? Am I in fact Frank I, Allen? I'm Frank Allen. No, listen, I'm Frank no. Allen. Listen, I think it's bad when people steal songs. I think it's worse when people steal identities. You have no idea. That's why I'm upset. I've, I'm the one with the coin, so I clearly... Oh, I dropped the coin. Give me what that coin. It? I call heads. What do you know? Frank has the coin. Money! Call it Gildenstern. I'm not Gildenstern. I'm Frank Allen. Heads. Oh, dear. What? What is it? You're it's obviously tails. not Gildenstern. It's tails. Well, then I'm Frank Allen. Let's have it back. Thank you. You're Damn Rosencrantz. <laughs> I, I thought I was Rosencrantz. Metallica, what do you have to say about wiretapping by the government? Hey, it's Kirk. Um, Kirk. I, as you know, we spoke out against people stealing songs. Yeah. I think if people want to hear their conversations, they should go to the store and pay for them, not illegally listen to them over the over phones. I mean, come on. Well, this no. is the exact same thing that but here, we were talking but about. But here's the thing. If I want to hear uh, the conversation that these two guys have on the phone, they don't sell that in store. It's a bootleg. Why can't I use this to but, download hey, bootleg? It's hey. not It's not a bootleg, though, because you see, the wait government a minute, has a contract with the phone companies. Hey, it's that, Lars again. Listen, you know who else had a phone contract? Who? Who? Someone who bought and paid for their phone and intended to use it honestly. Yes, listen, but they, they, both, they both can use it honestly. This whole thing is just impractical. Because as a part of the offense-defense amalgamated society of justice... It's a new I, it's a new, a new group. I was on the phone while you were talking. Oh, God. I have to set up a lot of bombings against the U.S. government because they've been and, offensing against us. And if they're listening to my phone calls, they're going to know exactly when I'm going to bomb. Exactly. It's not going to work. So you can't bomb us. This is a wonderful thing. So... No, it's Rosencrantz not. Rosencrantz, you're rolling guys. Hold you're on. infringing on my American right to bomb Wait, this country. But it's not your American, American right. You're right. Bombs talking. are metal. Frank, Frank, yeah. Frank. Guys, stop talking right, over right, each God. other, please. Wait, Thank you, Frank. Try and hear both I'm, sides of the this issue. This is actually, I'm Frank Allen. No, you're not. I'm Frank Allen. Here's what I, here, but you, this is the amendment of speech. Here, here's how I, I can prove it. I'm Frank Allen because I'm from America. You're not from America. You're from Denmark. Frank, where are you from? I'm from America. No, but you're from Where are you from? America. No, you're not. I 
remember waking up with you this morning when the wait man called their name. Wait, wait, wait. Who's yes. Frank Allen? Look, that was I'm in Frank America. Allen. Confused. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, James. Yeah. Wait, uh, can you stop taking hey, control no, no. of my show? Uh, it's my show. No. I did the introduction. James. Yeah. Do you think that wiretapping is good? No. Do you think it's bad? Yeah. So you're on the side of Rosencrantz. You're Rosencrantz. Rosencrantz. Oh, no, no, no. Rosencrantz and Your Rosencrantz are against... Uh, no, they're for Okay, so you're on the side of Samuels. What? Well, of course he's on the side of me. I have the side of Justin's with me. But you don't have the side of Justin. He's not Justin. He's... Justin's. Oh, Justin. My my apologies. Of course you have Justin. That's right. It's it's the Justin system. Now, listen. You go back to the United States history. It's a history of people destroying things because of their rights as Americans. My rights, American, is not to have my telephone call destroyed. Let's say I'm calling my mother, and I'm saying to you, well, hello, mother, and listen, some Somebody's on the line. Hello, it's the government. Well, ain't they gonna be taking money from this, my family? This is just I it. don't want them begging money from my mother when that's my job. But when you get called into court over bombing places and you say that you're a good son, you're a good son, you're dutiful, you know, you love your mother, and the government looks at your records and sees that you called your mother every Mother's Day and every Father's Day and every Valentine's Day, they'll know you're right. Well, well, holidays! Speaking, exactly. Speaking of, speaking they, of calls. They'll notice that you didn't call her on Christmas because they'll check her phone calls too and they'll see you were at her house making calls to other people on Christmas. Actually, I believe we uh, have a phone call ourselves. I, that's what I was about to... You just... I can't even believe that. Rosencrantz, Why? stop. I'm Frank, I run this show. I have to do this. Rosencrantz, you gotta help me here. I, it's becoming a one man versus one man. We can't have this. Okay, we got. We have an expert to bring on. Hello, Connors and tech support. I'm What's sorry? your question? Uh, oh, uh, one. Boop. You have uh, asked to identify a person. Yes. What? Wait um, a minute, wait a minute. Is this the power company? Beep, 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 yes, sir, we're Con Edison. It's the phone. Wait, it's the power company? Power company? I love that show! Not that. What? That's the electric company. No. What? Yes, my yes. What are we? Minute. Why are we calling you? What do. I don't but, know, but, sir. You called. I didn't right, call. Can, well, wait, can you, you call? Can, you're can, Gildenstern. Can you sell me power? He's Gildenstern now? I'm looking for I power. He was Gildenstern and you were Rosencrantz. You must be Gildenkrantz. All right. Do you have an extension <laughs> you would like to dial? Yes. Would, hold on. No, no. I just have a question for you. Beep, beep, all right. Hello. Hi. I have a question. Yeah? Uh, the government wiretapping. What do you think? Stop ax asking Frank Allen's questions. It's yeah, my questions. Know, they're not your questions. Hey, maybe you're Frank Allen. No. Oh, crap. No. It's because I'm an alternate historian. I'm Roy Sinjin. Oh, God. It all makes sense Oh, now. okay. Now I can hate you Expert. Better. Expert. <laughs> I hate okay, you. why don't you guys go hate each other in the other room? I have an expert. Yeah, to I'm no, still here. I'm uh, not listening to wiretapping? you. Wiretapping? Yes. What do you think? Well, I, I'm for it. First, first of all, I'm... Oh, really? Why? Well, I got a family, three kids. Got you, a little daughter, Jeannie. And you want to hear what she's, she's talking about? I dream of Jeannie. No, see, that's not good. No wonder he wants his wires tapped. He thinks she's Jeez, talking to you. Please, come on, keep that sort of keep thing off our show. Out on the streets, first of all. Please, I, I'm for it. First of all, I, I care for my family, and I just wouldn't want anything ha happen like them, like that pedophile you got in uh, the room with you, whoever that. A, pe a pedophile, oh, someone Roy Saint John, someone who's a big fan of Peter. Yes, with his animal activist uh, bombing the place and. Anyway, paint on everything. So you want you want uh, phone taps to stop PETA? Yes, that makes a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense. Can I simply say yeah. that this whole question of phone tapping should be illegal because the phone is an infringement of our rights? Because I have a right to peace and quiet, and if the phone rings, that's an infringement because I have to go and answer it, and somebody's going to start talking to me. You don't and have I to. I have a right to freedom of lack of speech to talk to them. Couldn't you not answer it? How could I not answer? 
the phone, but, but when but, it's ringing for me. In alternate realities, I've seen what happens you're when it's right. You're not Rory Sinjin. Yes, I am Rory Sinjin. Oh, yeah? Listen to this. If you're Rory Sinjin, you're from England. Uh, you can't be from England. That's uh, that's just a conspiracy. That's where Rory Sinjin is. Absolutely right. Only, only Rosencrantz and Guildenstern think that England is a conspiracy cartographer. And if you're saying that, you must be Rosencrantz or Guildenstern. Of course it's a conspiracy. And I know you're not Frank Allen because I don't hate you. I hate him oh, with a passion. You. Oh, go shove it. Hey, it's Lars <laughs> hey, again. Um, keep... I, I just got a quick question. Lars, please. Uh, I have uh, something more to add. I think uh, Kirk has it. Hey, um, in America yeah. is where the wiretapping is the problem. So whoever's not English has the problem, and whoever's English doesn't really have it, do they? I don't think so. Yeah. Do you still need me? I, I got to get back to work. Oh, you're working. Um, yeah. What's your? Who are you? What's your job? I don't even know who you are. Oh, I'm Mike. I work at the end. I work at the power lines. Oh, good to tell me. Know. Can you tell me something? Just to make the point clear, when you go up there, isn't one of your first jobs to check to see if the line is taut? No. I'm Con Edison. We don't care. Oh, well, if you were with a phone company, wouldn't it be to see if the line was taut? I don't know. Maybe you should call them up. I don't All know right. Good question. Me. Do you have their phone number? No, we're not going to call them. Hang up on wait, him. Wait, wait, before you hang up. To the wait, again. wait. How can I acquire power? No, no. Wait, this no, isn't no, about no, that kind of power. Hang up. Okay, good. We have a final expert here before we get to the final. And oh, you stop are not taking Frank's job. You are not Frank Allen. Excuse me. I'm trying to I respect Frank as a dedicated professional here. That's all I respect him for. Rory, what happened to your accent? It's good. Comes and goes. I was. Okay. I, uh, I've just spent ten years in the Ar- Arabian uh, Desert. Oh, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, if you're Rory Sin- Sinjin, yes. Then we don't need you. Get out. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. Well, actually, he's right because I, you are supposed to be Rosencrantz or Guildenstern, and since he's Guildenstern, you have to be either Rosencrantz or not here. Oh, well then, you have a point. I can't be Rory Sinjin then. If you'd like, you can be Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. No, but, no, because you're you're Guildenstern. I'm Guildenstern. Well, I think I'm we have Frank an expert. No, no, expert. Oh, how, do we? Wait, how are you controlling this? Well, uh, because I, as Frank Allen, control it. You're not Frank Allen. Well, no. let's find out. Well, let's find out. Let's put it to a test. Everyone, quiet down. No one say a word but me. We've got an expert here. Well, hello, Mr. Allen. There we go. Thank you. Hi. Ah, crap. Well, hello. I'm Shirley Temple. Oh, from the movies. Well, yes. You sound awfully young. I am. How was that? I'm young. Oh. I'm from the movies. I thought you were, like, really old now. Nope. I never get old. Oh. Tell me! Yeah! Shirley, can I ask you a question? Well, if yes? If you're going to ask her out, no. No. Oh, God, no. Okay. Because no, no. I yeah, thought you no, said something he, about no. Peter. No, no, no. She's not an animal. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Shirley, you later become ambassador to, you know, in, to a number of countries, right? Later in her life? How well, is she no, going to answer You have question. been an ambassador to a number of countries. In your well, yes. Guildenkrantz, please, this is, is this really relevant to tapping phones? Yes, because as, as an ambassador, United States ambassador to other countries, wasn't the intelligence you gathered from phone tapping very vital to knowing what the other people were planning on doing and thwarting it? Well, that's what I'm calling about. I, I heard this was a show about tapping phones and wires, and, and we actually don't ever do that. I've tapped on lots of surfaces and wires and phones sound very dangerous to tap on. You might fall off. Yes, absolutely. Makes a lot of sense to me. I'm little and fragile and I might just break my cute curls. So you're against wiretapping? Oh yes, absolutely. What about regular highwire act? Without tap shoes? Without tap shoes. Well, that sounds fine, but I only do things in tap shoes. Maybe like a unicycle. Well, that sounds dangerous too, but I guess I'm alright with that. It's fun to watch at the circus. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, that's so that's against it. So you're on the side of 
Mr. Samuels. Absolutely. But, but out of safety, of course. Yes. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Which is actually, wasn't that the reason that uh, Mike from Con Ed gave was the safety of the country? Well, yes. I mean, well, he, But he's afraid safety. of PETA. That's no, a different no, but thing. No, the, but the safety of the country is very dependent on, you know, whether or not we have phone lines tapped. Yeah, because if we don't have the phone lines tapped, we won't be able to tell who's planning to bomb certain countries or who is really loving their mother, and who sends their mother calls on Mother's Day and Valentine's Day and Father's Day. Well, hold on, hold on. Yes. I don't know if Metallica loves their mother, but I'm assuming they do without even checking their phone lines. Um, oh, no, I but the government needs to know all, that. All, hold on. Of all of us four, yeah. like, like, I personally love my mom. I love mommy! Yeah, um, my mom's pretty cool. What about you, Robert? Does he... Oh, yeah, Robert doesn't talk. Like, oh. Now, no, that. but here's the point. Now, let's say the government had a tip that okay. said Metallica had committed a crime. And so the government wants to see if Metallica committed the crime. The first yep. thing they'll do is check, A, to see if Metallica, you know, talked about the crime on their phone during their various phone calls. And then B, they'll check to see if they were good citizens, you know. Oh, and, and that's a good thing? Oh, yes. So, because that way the government doesn't prosecute people. And what's the punishment for not being a good citizen? Oh, well, if you're not a good citizen, they, they find what crimes you committed because you have to commit a crime in order not to be a good citizen. And, and then they punish you. They punish you by doing what to you? They take you to court and try you there. But what's the punishment? Well, it depends on what crime you've committed. So what if you like, what if uh, a king asked you to do something and you didn't do it properly? King's a metal! We're like, in the United States. We don't have kings. But what if I we thought did. you knew this, Gildenstern. What, what, what? if we? What if there no, was a king? He's not he's still he's the king. Frank Helen. I'm, Frank okay. I'm oh. Gildenstern. I'm saying, what? like oh. if somebody, oh. if a king instructed you to take someone to another country and you didn't bring that person to another country, do you think he would kill you? Or? Hmm. That's a good question. Well, I mean, if they checked our phone records and found out that we had purposely not done this thing, then well, what if, they would What if you accidentally did it, but they could tell by your phone records that you hadn't done it. Well, it would depend on the situation. I mean, they would have to try us. All right. Well, I wasn't talking about you. Oh, of course not. I thought you said you. I meant one. Ah. One. But um, well, President Sam, you know what? Uh, it, we're, we're getting kind of late in the uh, debate because we talked a lot about who I was and everything. But uh, President Samuels, if you would uh, be so kind as to bring us home with your final argument, tell us exactly, sum up, why wiretapping, not good. Well, quite frankly, it's a matter of simple truth, which is what I'm for in all my endeavors. If you look in the Constitution and you look in the Bill of Amendments, mm -hmm. there is nothing that allows for telephones. Now, if I'm True. sitting at home trying to talk to my mother and I get a phone call, and I have to hang up on her to answer it, then that's an infringement on my rights. And I have to go up to the constipation and find it in there, and there's no phone call in it. So if people are tapping my phone calls without even being allowed to make them to me, that's an infringement, and I'm opposed to it, Why because don't... they're inside of my phone, and they can't even do such a thing. It's unscientific. Why don't you just go visit your mother in person? Why don't I visit my... Do you think I want to spend time with her? Because she is an American patriot against my pro-anti-American stance that I want to blow up the people who are causing America to die by their patriotic vision. Who's and that? And see, this is the way the government works. The government Who's checks that? the Who's that? Gentlemen, gentlemen one and gentlemen two, would you please give us your uh, final argument? I think he's talking to you. You're both one and two. Oh, we are? Oh, okay. Okay. Look, if the government taps the phone line, they could listen to Mr. Samuel's phone calls, and they can see that his mother is a good citizen. And they will know that if, say, a slew of batteries get shoplifted from the store down the street, they will know his mother didn't commit it. But then they will check Byron Samuel's records, and they'll note that he's planning on blowing up the United States. And then they'll check to see if he visited his mother through the phone conversations Not he had the with the whole mother. United States. How but much? see, the government doesn't 
distinguish between that. If you're bl- if you're planning on blowing anything up, they take they object to that very strongly. You know a lot about the American government. Well, well yes, we had to learn it. I need to know that. You're a thing. senator, aren't I? Of what state? Wisconsin. Oh, I don't keep up with politics. To be honest with you, so I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Mr. Allen. Yeah. Is that Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? Yeah. In my travels, I I picked up a letter for them. You did? Wait, what? I did. I have a letter for you. She has it. Can you read it? Oh, my God. Can you read it to us? What's it saying? Can you read it to us? Well, I certainly can't read. I spent all my time learning how to dance. Oh. Uh, Can you you get it to us somehow? Mail mail it to the studio. All right, I will. Okay. Thank you so much. That's excellent. Make sure you send it to Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. No, send it to Frank Allen. Or Guildenstern. No. (laughs) That's me. Can you send it to both of us? Frank Allen and Guildenstern and Rosencrantz. Oh, I thought you were Guildenstern. No, I'm Frank Allen. All right, here we go. Uh, Are you guys done with your final arguments? Um, I could add some more, but you want to... Is it really necessary? Well, it's pretty much just that the government needs to tap our phones to make sure that we're not going to plot to blow up any... Because you might... and the government needs to tap your phones to make sure that no one else is tapping your phone. You see? Because somebody else might. Someone else, no, if someone else taps the phone, it's illegal. But, you know, they have to make sure. All right, I'm thinking about this hard. And the question is whether or not phone tapping is right. And it's it's not right. It's not right. Absolutely it's not right. Because the fact is, this is America. Oh, good heavens. And while we don't encourage people to blow us up, we have the right to blow each other up and then get punished after the fact. Like you guys were arguing on behalf of civil trials or of uh, criminal trials. That's right. But only after you break the law. America! Yeah! Exactly. God, James. Do you know what this means? Take you out. What? Not you. Unless you're Guildenstern. No, I'm Frank. No, no, because if you are Guildenstern, this is very bad. Very, very bad. I'm Guildenstern? I don't know. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it means. It means that you guys are probably going to go away and we're not going to see you again. Oh, yes. There's oh, going to yes. be a reason why. England. Oh. Oh, no. No. But thank you for coming. President Samuels. Conspiracy's got Yes, Mr. Allen. You have uh, won your second debate, although you, you lost your first one, but you came back as a wild card. You've won your second debate. You, sir, are going on to the final round to debate to be the debateator of the year. Well, I think there's a foregone misconclusion because I'm simply going to defeat them all. I am opposed to defeat. Therefore, anyone who tries to defeat me comes against my organization. Well, hold on, but if you're opposed to defeat, doesn't that mean you shouldn't defeat other people? That, that's a hypocritical. A hypocritical is something when I'm saying something to do, but someone else isn't doing it. Isn't that correct? Now, if I'm saying to defeat and they're not doing it, they're winning, which I don't agree with. Um, yeah, I don't... Okay. Well, thank you for all that, and uh, good night, everybody. My name is... Gildan Kranz? What was that? Good night. That episode of Debatatorium featured the voice talents of Frank Allen, Charles Berman, Alex Addy, Rob Glass, Aaron Freakin Gold, Mike Meckman, Lynn Nelson, and Jordan D. White. Thank you very much, Rory. Thank you very much, Rory. All right, everybody. Uh, I know you've been all excited and waiting for the time when we get to the scapey story, uh, since it is the next part of Herbert West Reanimator. So let's get right to it. And we have a special guest who was not in that episode of Debatatorium, but I think will be in the next episode because they are still in the running. So everybody settle down and enjoy scapey stories. Scapey stories. I'm a cat in the dark. 
Hello and welcome to Scapey Stories from a Cat in the Dark. My name is Jordan D. White and I'm here to introduce yet another episode of Scapey Stories where we are telling Herbert West Reanimator. Isn't that right, Scapey? Yes, that is right. I am telling it because I'm good at telling and uh, it's good. Yes, it is very good. So we are on part five. Uh, last time we told part four and it was listened to by Mr. Nectori Stelloff. Um, Dr. Stelloff, would you like to tell us what happened in that episode? Oh, yes. Uh, it's not a problem. In that episode, uh, there is narrator and there is uh, Herbert West. And Herbert West is a doctor who wants to bring things back from the dead. Okay, so he got a, a body and he was like, eh, will you help me bring it back from the dead? And the narrator says yes. And then he's, he says, well, I will do stuff to it. But really, he the body is not dead. It is alive and he kills the body right there. No, that's not what happened! Well, Scape, that is that is what happened. And you know that that's what happened because that says it in this week's installment. Well, that's not, that's not, that's not how it said it, though. Well, no, because the narrator did not know that he was killing him, but he was killing the man, and then he put in the resurrection juice in an injection, and the body came back to life, and it said, ah, Herbert West killed me. No, but that's not what he said, though. He was like, something about needles, because needles are scary. Oh, uh, yes, but, you know, that is what he implied. All right, well, I guess that's basically the whole story so far. Yes, thank you. This week, we are very lucky to have with us a guest from Debatatorium, a debater who is still in the running for Debatator of the Year 2007, um, Giorgio. Hi, how are you guys doing? I'm good, I'm good. Are you ready for a uh, scary story? Oh, yes, I love scary stories. Okay, well, Dr. Stelloff caught you up on what happened, so are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, Herbert West, Reanimator by H.P. Lovecraft. Part 5, The Horror from the Shadows. Okay, so like, once upon a time, uh, I was in World War One. okay, and uh, I was like, in the army, as a, as a doctor, because I'm a doctor, you know. And a lot of people have talked about really terrible things that they saw in the war. Well, I'll tell you what. I did too, man. I saw some stuff, like this horrible thing, like the scariness that comes from something in the shadows, okay? So, like, like I said, I was in the army, and, uh... The reason I was in the army is I was in the army before most of America because I was in the Canadian part of the army because we wanted to get into World War One earlier than possible. Were you Canadian? No, I'm American, but I went to Canada to join the army to fight World War One. Canadians don't fight wars. Well, I maybe they just get lots of Americans because I was American. So Canadians recruit Americans to fight their wars so they don't have to fight the wars? Well, maybe... But I just know that I am an American cat, and I went to Canada as a doctor and joined the army as a doctor. Well, they must be desperate. What? What do you wait? No, wait. What do you mean? I'm good at it. I'm a good doctor. You just said you're a cat. Are cats allowed to be doctors and fight in armies' wars? I was a doctor in America, but I'm a cat in real life. And this is, I was not in the army in real life. I was an army in the story. Well, in the context of the story, you just said you were a cat. So you need to keep your story straight, all right? The story is straight. I am a, a cat, but... <laughs> Look, in the story, maybe I'm not a cat. It doesn't say for sure. But in real life, I'm a cat, so I just said I was a cat. Fine. Okay, so what was I saying? I was in Canada. I mean, I was not in Canada. I was in Europe, but I was fighting as a doctor in the Canadian Army. And the reason I was doing that was because Herbert West who was my friend and who I assisted, he really wanted to go. And the reason he really wanted to go was to have access to lots of dead bodies and body parts. What good would the parts do? Well, you'll see. It's kind of... It's kind of gross. Oh, no. 
Well, he was really, he was really excited to join the army. He was like, oh, good, 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 good. And this is after a whole bunch of stuff that happened. Because, yeah, when I first met him, I was like, we're awesome, we're good friends. And I was totally into all the same things he was into. And he was like, I'm going to bring things back from the dead. And I was like, oh, I like bringing things back from the dead, too. So let's do that. And so we were going to do that. And then we did it to animals. And then we were like, we're going to do it to people. And it was tough. Because you had to get him fresh. You had to get the freshest possible body in order to make it work. And so that means he ended up kind of wanting fresher and fresher. And then eventually he started looking at living people like, oh, hey, I could bring that back from the dead. Yeah. What was that supposed to be sexy or something? No, it was like bring it back from the dead. Uh, it started freaking me out. I started to be like, okay, creepy. Uh, why is he always looking at living people all weird? And then eventually, like, like uh, Dr. Steroff said, he killed somebody just so he could bring him back from the dead. And it worked for like a minute, but still, that's not cool. Yeah, but seriously, how much more fresher can you get than that? Well, that's really fresh, but... You know, it's still not cool. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that should have sort of been like defeat for him to be like, oh, I got the freshest buddy I could. You know, I know because I killed him. But, but, <laughs> but seriously, if you can't get any fresher than that, it's obviously not going to work if that only worked for a couple seconds. So why can't he just give up? Because, I mean, all the bodies that you're going to get at war are going to be all like mangled. Well, but that's the thing. He, basically, he didn't see that as defeat. He started out as success. He was like, oh, guess what? I brought him back to life. His brain still worked. He was able to talk. Yeah, it didn't last, but I've proven that you can bring things back from the dead, and I've proven that, you know, that there's no, there's nothing but chemical reactions in the body. That's all that everything is. I guess I just figured that, you know, you'd want that sort of thing if it worked to work long term. And I think he will try to make it work better, really. But he was like, Success. And the, and the, what really was screwed up is that once he'd killed somebody, he was like, well, now I could do anything. Now I don't care. I've already killed somebody, whatever. And so then he was like, he could do anything. He could break the law. He could steal things. He could, because he, he just didn't care anymore. He was just like, all that matters is what I want. Blah, 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 blah. And it started freaking me out. And eventually I was like, uh, tell you what, that's not, you're not a, a cool guy anymore, really. Because I've, I've realized that he used to have science as his right ultimate goal. But then eventually, it just got to being weird. He was just like, hey, uh, check it out. I can do this. Ha <laughs> ha. And he would do it. And I'd be like, okay, come on. Don't mess around with the dead thing. Come on. So then if science isn't his ultimate goal anymore, what's his new goal? Just me He just was like, hey, I wonder if I could do this. And he did it. So he just wants to be an asshole. Oh, sh can I swear you're going to beep me out? I love getting beeped out. That's hot. No, look, yes, you're getting beeped out because you're not allowed to swear, but he was kind of being that thing because he he would just do stuff. Well, let me let me get more specific. He started thinking like, hey, uh, so now I've brought back somebody from the dead, but I wonder if I could just bring back parts. Like, remember you were saying, what do you do with parts? Well, he was like, maybe I could just bring back parts. That seems pointless. Like, what good are parts going to do to people? For people, I mean. Well, I, look, that's that's what I'm saying. He didn't, he wasn't about science. He was just like, hey, I wonder if I could. And that's why he did it. And it's like, uh, how about a better reason? But isn't that science just, you know, curiosity and, and all that stuff? No, dude, no. All right, then. Okay, look, there's a riddle bit of science. There's a riddle. Like, he was like, maybe the consciousness does not lie solely in the brain. Did you think of that? I definitely did not think of that. Well, that's what he was thinking of. And so he was like, tell you what, why don't we join the army and we could get lots of parts? Hmm? So that's why we joined the army. And we were like, okay, doing stuff and 
I joined the army with him because he was like, join it with me. And I was like, okay, fine. And so he was doing experiments and he had to explain a lot of weird noises because not only would dead things come back to life scream a lot, first of all, there was also lots of shooting because he would be like, bring this back to life. And then it would be like, I will kill you. And he would have to shoot it. And people would be like, uh, tell you what, why are you shooting people in the army hospital, weirdo? And he would be like, uh, da da, no reason. Well, you'd think that it'd sort of be normal and they'd be used to hearing gunfire. Yeah, but not in the hospital part. Oh. Well, then shouldn't you be doing it somewhere else that isn't the hospital? Well... You know, like in a trench or something. You would think, but then what? But he's a doctor. What's he doing in a trench? This stuff. Well, yeah. Anyway, so he started bringing back parts. And it had to do with... He made this special goop out of reptile DNA or something. And it was, like, gross. But whatever. That's what he was doing. Okay? Okay. He had a little pot of it that was just bubbling, like a little bubbling goo. Bubble, bubble, bubble in the shadows. And I was like, okay, gross. And he was like, whatever. So then one night, okay, get this. Kidding. One night we get a dude gets in a crash of a plane, this doctor. His name was uh, Dr. something, I don't remember. But he crashes his brain coming to visit us, okay? And this dude was coming to visit us partially because he knew about the, the reanimation stuff. And he was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But he gets crashed the plane, and he dies because his head gets decapitated. Oh my god. Yeah. So, but Herbert was like, well, I'll tell you what, it's still pretty fresh, and I got an idea. And I was like, okay, what is your idea, Robert Wise? We can rebuild him. Well, we can reanimate him. Same thing. It's similar. So... So he's like, okay, he takes the body, he takes the head, and he's like, I don't need the head right now. I don't want to use the head. Ha ha. And he just takes the head. And to save the head for Raider, he puts it in the pot of goop that's bubbling in the shadows. He's like, I'll save that for Raider. I'll save that for Raider. And then he starts working on the body. And he's like, I will fix the body up. Do, do, do. So, so, so. Needles, Fred, whatever. And, uh, no head, though. He puts some skin over where the head is supposed to be. Okay? Where's the skin from? From another dead guy. Oh, it's not even his own skin that's gross. Because I know that, like, some people will go, like, the doctor and they'll, like, want a bigger lip or something. It'll take their ass and, like, put it on their lips and it's gross, too. But this is grosser. No, this was, like, somebody else's skin. Ass? Skin. Ass skin. Well, maybe. What's the difference? The level of gross. It wouldn't be the butthole. I guess that's true. Because then there'd be a hole rather than just skin. Although, now that you mention it, you would think there would need to be a hole so it could breathe, right? Ooh. So maybe it's the butthole. So anyway, he's working away. He's making the body better. He's fixing it, fixing it. Butthole, yes. With a a butthole, maybe. But he's dead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'll stop. No, listen, okay? Okay. Now, Herbert West, doing his thing. He's thinking, I've proven that there's no soul. So now I'm going to prove that the mind is an illusion as well, and that our bodies could just go without a mind. So he's making this head with Finn, and he suits in the juice, the special reanimation juice, squirts it inside of the body, okay? Okay. And, uh, guess what? What? It, co- it's, it worked. It comes back to life. The body starts flashing around like hugga-dugga-dugga, except it doesn't say anything because... There's a butthole, no head. Right. And so it's flashing around, making a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus? Well, I said hugga-dugga-dugga. Oh, thanks. And then, and then, basically, I think it was reliving the last seconds of its life when it was in a uh, crashing airplane, and it was like, oh no, no, they're f- f- flaring about. And then 
We heard, I'll tell you what, none of us can really say what it was. Herbert West used to say, hey, we were probably just hallucinating. Because right afterwards, we can never tell. Because right after we heard it, right after, like, the Germans blew up the building. And we all barely survived, okay? So he was like, we probably just hallucinated. And I was like, well... That's a little weird, because why did we both hallucinate the same thing, you know? Yeah. What did you hallucinate? Well, maybe we didn't hallucinate. So you don't know if you were tripping balls or not? No, but here's what we heard. The body's flashing around. The body's flaring. 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 And then we heard a sound, okay? And I can't really say that it was a voice, because it sounded really freaky, okay? Freaky? Freaky! Okay. But it was a terrible sound. And it wasn't because of what it said, because all it said was, jump! For God's sake, jump! Okay? Okay. But what was, what was really crazy was that where it came from, okay? Ah, uh, guess what? It came from the boiling pot of goop in the shadows where he put the head! The end. Oh my god. So that was very scary. Yeah, it was pretty scared. I'm not gonna lie, your delivery at the end was delightful. I was like, oh, okay. Good. That's what you're supposed to be, right? So I bet you're probably scared of stuff now. You wouldn't want to go into a war now, would you? Well, I didn't want to go to war anyway because I'm kind of a coward, and they wouldn't want me because of uh, something. But anyway, um, I, I was actually, I'm not going to lie, part of the reason I was so scared was because I was actually thinking of funny things. Like you said, you'll never believe where it came from, and I was going to be like, oh, I better do. But then it wasn't what I thought. What did you think? Butthole. No, I doesn't have a butthole in the story. We, we were fearful. Listen, regardless of where or the skin on his neck was taken from, from the other person, he still had a butthole. Well, yeah, he had a butthole. Right. But, but it was on his butt. You said I'd never believe where it came from. So why are you automatically thinking of a butthole? Because that's what we were talking about. <laughs> you... You, you're wrong. That's not where it came from. It came from the head. Do you get it? Yeah, I get it, but it's not as funny. It's not a joke story! I know. So it's not supposed to be funny! I didn't say it was funny. I said, wouldn't it be funny if... And it would have been if... But you didn't say it would have been funny if. You said... I implied it! You said it's not as funny! As if that... Okay, um, good. So, scape. That was kind of a lousy episode. <laughs> you're telling me. No! That was a good one. What do you... That it had all of the hallmarks of scariness. I jumped. It was like, ooh. You, but you just said you were thinking of a butthole. Yeah. So is that why you jumped? No, I don't know what you're implying about me and my butthole, but that it's inappropriate. That, no, no. I don't... All right. Well, do you have a theory about the scary moral of Herbert West reanimator scaping? Yeah, of course. Every time. Okay. Well, what is it? Yes, scapey pretail. What is the scary moral? The scary moral is uh, the head in the corner can still talk. That makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. That does not make sense. How does that make sense? Well, it could. I mean, it did. Yeah. Dad, Dad, did you listen to the story? I read the story to you in the first place. So, yes, I know the story. So then you know about the head. And it's talking. Talking head happens. Kids can say. That's a different talking head, and that's not scary. Well, it is scary in this, because that's how the scare ends. Okay. All right. Fine. Um, so, tell you what, I guess that's the end. We're, we only, that was the, the penultimate episode, so we only have one episode left of Herbert West Reanimator. Yeah! It, uh, I bet you I know how it's gonna end. No, if you're gonna say with a head talking, I think you're probably wrong. Well! So, are you gonna be back to tell this story to the next person, Giorgio? Sure, there won't be a problem at all. Let me clear my schedule. Done! All right. All right. Excellent. Escape. Okay. Next time on Scapey Stories, the final chapter. 
thank you very much. I know that you at home are clapping right now, so... Scammy, that's... Why, why would you say that? That's ridiculous. What? That they're crapping? I mean, your, your story wasn't that scary. No, that isn't crapping! Like, 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 like this, like that. Well, you can't really clap very well, can you? Dad, you're just making five million! I have, look, I have a speech impediment, okay? So I say, clapping. And I have paws, so I can't really clap. Oh, man, you have to hold it in all day? Dad, that's not what I say! Just go in the litter box, that's what it's for. Dad! Okay, ready? Okay, I will say... Let me start over, and you better not make any fun. Okay, thank you, everybody, because I know that you are applauding. Oh, they're applauding. I see. Yes, yes, yes. So I want to get back to why you have problems pooping. Dad, I don't have any problems. I'm going to poop on your head. That sounds like a, kind of a problem for me. Yeah, not for me. I'm fine with it. I'll poop on your head and then be like... Cover, cover, cover. Put your hair over it, and then you won't even notice. I think I would notice. No. <sighs> You're ridiculous. Okay. Uh, let's let's move right along, though. Uh, guys, uh, oh, we have to do that song, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always do a song. that song at all that was like definitely the worst song you've ever written ever in the history of time what about the one where i was like i'm gonna kill you this is the same thing you did it again so you know what i'm not gonna tell you your grade now let's just end the show well I, but i didn't i didn't get to do anything else well frank what do you what who cares well i was thinking i could read the <sighs> fine okay scape fine for frank's sake we're gonna do the, the listener mail. All right. If you've got anything to say to us, please write in to us at castinwax at gmail.com. And you can also you know, write in with more problems for my extra history now at the same address, castinwax at gmail.com. Right. Right. Um, so we did get a letter. It's, uh, it escapes uh, grade for his, uh, his assignment. But Frank, it's not really fair to, to Rory if you get to, to just read it. So why don't you read the, the, the outside letter and, Fra uh, Rory can read the inside letter. What? Well, you'll, you'll see what it means. All right, fine. Dear Scapey, attached, please find your grading sheet for your third assignment, Rubik's Heart. I look forward to your next assignment, which, to reiterate the class discussion, is an original song that would appear on your holiday album. As requested, this assignment's deadline is postponed until December 14th in order to allow time for those students who wish to celebrate Thanksgiving to do so. This will be the last assignment of 2009. Please get in touch if you have any questions. See you in class. Kindest regards, WS. William Spike Chain, PhD, Department Chair, First Level Rock Studies, 
Professor, Introduction to Rockery, Rock Institute of Rock, London, England. And here is the grading assignment. Assignment 380, Song with Escape White, Grading Sheet 11909. Scapey, you continue to surprise me. While I have heard you sing slow songs before, I generally have known you to rock out, and I was anticipating for your 80s assignment to be something from the glam rock or heavy metal genres, and yet you came out with a cheesy lament, a very 80s ballad. Your research certainly paid off. What an interesting twist, excuse the pun, on the frustrated lover. I appreciate the incorporation of the Rubik's Cube as an 80s reference and its metaphorical use. You can be quite the master of imagery. One note for the future, I did feel that your anger toward Rubik in the bridge was a tad jarring in the way you expressed it, and it broke the flow of your song for a moment. For that reason, I took off a few points, but I am happy to give you a B-plus for the assignment. I've collected your lyrics from Waxwork.com for your RIR portfolio, WS. Oh, that's that's a good point, actually, I should mention. So, uh, those of you who, who like those scapey songs, uh, you can go to Waxwork.com, which is, as always, spelled W-A-X hyphen W-O-R-K dot com. And in the music section, you can download all of Scape's songs uh, that he's done for this under the Pet Sounds banner. But, uh, Scape, B+, plus? that's your worst grade yet. Dad, it's a good grade, though. Yeah, but it's your worst grade. My, my worst grade is a good grade, so I'm a good rocker. All right, but listen, I expect next time you get an A. Well? Well, what? You say well a lot, as if it means something. Well? Well, do a Christmas song that kicks butt and rocks. Okay. Good. Good. <sighs> Speaking of things you can download on Waxwork.com, you can also download all of my Rhapsody in Uke songs. This week, I recorded Waxwork Theme A, and I have this incredibly painful blister on my finger now from playing the bass part. So I really think you owe it to me to not just listen to it in a moment when it comes on, but then to download it and appreciate the pain that I am currently going through. It makes it so difficult to do anything. So Waxwork Theme A, be seeing you. Cities laughing all the way to Hades while they're tapping the oh, dime. We got our yeah. updates weekly. Our site's uniquely customized for all you guys who want to critique me. But don't try to front when you're on the front page. Go to the message board and post so you'll be feeling my rage. I'm a madman when it comes to this site. I'm busy macking on the counter nearly every single night. But if it's your belief, then you'll be giving me grief. Then step up off of that mic because I'm editor-in-chief. I'm Mr. White, y'all. They call me Jordan the Jordan. I'm busy keeping it free so everyone can afford. Just go back a week and do me and my wax working proof. But when you're through, we bigger. You just go and post on the boards, yo. All around the